This is Anna from the Pop Prism Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 292 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm alive, barely. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagans. Hello, everybody in podcast land. What's going on? You. Our listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd, podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk a little bit of news, including a new trailer for Black Widow. And then we've got a review of Nicolas Cage. It's the color out of space. But before we get into that, how's everyone doing? Aubrey, what is going on? Um, I have bronchitis for the millionth time in my life. And uh, it's fun. It does not sound like fun. No. It came out of nowhere. It was literally, I just woke up one day and I was like, wow, I can't breathe. I bet I have bronchitis. Oh. I should go get an inhaler. So did you ever wind up getting your inhaler? No. No. Oh, God. <laughs> they just gave me more steroids and antibiotics. <laughs> like pat you on the head? Like, get out of here, kid. Yeah, they they were like, because you're immunosuppressed, here's some antibiotics for you. Like, no, I just wanted an inhaler. Well, we appreciate you toughing the storm to join us on this ridiculous podcast. Hey, at least it isn't coronavirus. <laughs> That's and they true. didn't even check me for that. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. They didn't even bother. They just listened to my lungs and they were like, yeah, you sound like shit. Let's take an x-ray. They did an x-ray. I didn't have pneumonia. So like, all right, let's pump you full of medicine and hope that you're, you get better. Do you at least feel better? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, doctors. I know. Well, it's always going to get worse before it gets better. So we're glad that you're here with us this week, at least. Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, sipping on some alpaca milk. And uh, <laughs> intending my uh, weirdly purple flowers that are growing in a garden outside. I'm good. Excellent. <laughs> and how are and you talking doing? All your new friends that live in the well. <laughs> it's all whistles. I can understand. Them. Maybe that kid watched Lock and Key, and he's like, "Shoot, there might be some hot chicks down there." Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I had a well in the backyard, I'd be like, "Echo." <laughs> <laughs> Is there a hot echo down there, please? <laughs> Start throwing bags of Doritos down there. Any <laughs> any hot chicks down there? <laughs> oh man! All right, and Joey, how are you doing, man? Oh, I'm fine. You know, um, it's just dealing with work, coronavirus madness at work still. So it, it, it's out of control. It's crazy. It's still busy, like super busy. Oh, it's it's every day is like Thanksgiving level of busy. Every wow. single day, it's it's out of control. Like go in and the shelves are just wiped out jesus so like you know we 
have to put away stuff and it's, it's easy to put it up because there's nothing on the shelf. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of product coming in to cover for what's going out. So, um, usually the way our weeks work is, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, kind of smaller as the like business has died down and it starts to ramp back up for the weekend, but we've never ramped down from like two weeks ago. So oh, wow. it's just been nonstop uh, crazy. So it's just exhausting. But I had a Saturday off and I had a Sunday. Oh, sorry. I had Friday off and then I had sat- Sunday off. So I've gotten some rest in the last few days, which is good. And I actually had time to sit down and finish uh, Outsider on HBO and Castlevania season three on Netflix. So now I can finally record my uh, reviews of them for Patreon this month. So nice. Castlevania is great because it's like 25 minute episodes. You can bang that out fast. <laughs> 10 episode season is like five hours. It's nothing. <laughs> cool. So if people want to uh, hear your review of Castlevania, they can, they have to subscribe to the Patreon. Right. So, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before on the show. Uh, last month started uh, for all tiers of our Patreon, $1 and up a month. Uh, I'm recording each month on a show called Just Joey. And it's just me, maybe 15 to 20 minutes talking about things and reviewing things and nerdy things that we aren't talking about on the main show. So this month I'll be talking about HBO's Outsider and Castlevania Season 3 on Netflix. Last month I talked about Playmobil the movie, (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Lighthouse, and my uh, watch of A Quiet Place. But yeah, enough about us. Mark Ellis, Mm. tell the (laughs) listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcasts. All right, so everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. You'll find movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there so you can purchase some of our Soul Wizard t-shirts and sweatshirts and look good while you're representing the show. Uh, Another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep on the website. Click on a big yellow A, you do your Amazon shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny podcast. Uh, You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and YouTube. Uh, As we mentioned before, we have a Patreon page where you can donate and receive bonus content from the crew each month. Shout out to all of our fellow podcasters in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. So stop bitching and be about it. (laughs) What the fuck is that? This is a little leftover from uh, Nick Cannon, Words of Inspiration, from uh, the hit classic movie, Drumline, part de. Thank you, Aubrey. Um, excuse the me. The best of you, the drumline. <laughs> I believe you're referring to that movie incorrectly. Its full title is Drumline, colon, A New Beat. <laughs> is that the name of it? Yes. No. <laughs> I stand corrected. A Drumline, colon, A New Beat. <laughs> I don't know if there was a drumline three, but here's hoping there wasn't. So <laughs> the drumline. Yes, I believe cameras. there is. Oh, there is. There, I believe so. Is this? Do you have the whole drumline trilogy, Aubrey? Like sitting on a, on a bookshelf? 
No, I think it was on TV one day. Uh, yeah, no. No, there's only two. Nope, so that means we'll be getting one soon. What's Nick Cannon doing? Call him up. Wearing turbans. <laughs> All right. let's let's hit it up. Let's do the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So this week in nerdy news, uh, for some strange reason, it feels like every couple of weeks we make an announcement that Taika Waititi is working on something else. He's becoming a new Guillermo del Toro, always announcing stuff. Uh, but this, even though he's finishing his movie about soccer, I believe it's in post-production. As you all know, he uh, recently won or was re- recently uh, nominated for Best Picture of the Year for Jojo Rabbit uh, and won original screenplay or adaptive screenplay. He has Akira somewhere on the pi- on, on, down the, the pipeline. Thor 4 is definitely coming soon. And now it looks like he's going to be writing and directing and executive producing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the subsequent spinoff, The Oompa Loompas for Netflix. Uh, I hate that movie, the original one. I'm, I'm sorry. What? I, I never saw it as a kid. I watched it as an adult and I thought it was the fucking dumbest thing in the world. Uh. Yeah, and I'm not too fond of the Tim Burton one either. So, I don't know. Taika Waititi's name could be good. Uh, I mean, he could bring something good to it. But, I don't know, animated show for Netflix, I don't know how I feel about that. But, you know, we'll see. It, it, we'll probably never even see it, considering all the other plates that he has to spin. Uh, but those are my thoughts. What do you guys think of Taika Waititi doing a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory animated show, uh, Joey? Well, uh, unlike you, I've seen the original movie a bunch of times. I remember really liking it yeah. as a kid, but I don't think I've watched it in probably 20 years or more than that, actually. So who could say today um, how I would feel about it? But yeah, I haven't watched it in a million years, but it is a classic, Mark. So I'm, I'm really shocked that you don't like it. Yeah, it was a classic bore. That's, that's what oh, it was. <laughs> well, the Johnny Depp one is terrible. So yeah, equally terrible. Not a fan. Um, yeah, I mean, it's cool. There's it, there's a lot of room there for what he does, like crazy visuals and, and humor. Mm-hmm. So uh, pretty much he's at that, that level where like anything that they announce that he's going to do, I'm interested in. But uh, there, all, uh, all those other projects that have been announced <laughs> all sound infinitely more interesting mm-hmm. than this. But Netflix got the money. They put the money on the table. So Plus it's uh, animated, so he doesn't have to do a ton of work, I guess. I'm sure there's work to do as a director of an animated movie. Don't let me discount someone else's work, but um, I guess it might be a little less work intensive than uh, doing a live action one. Maybe I, I don't know, but as long as we're getting Thor Part Four, I'll be happy. And he still has like a Star Wars movie on on deck at some point too. Allegedly, allegedly, right? Uh, Aubrey, how do you feel about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory coming from Taika Waititi? I'll take it. I mean. He's my new favorite person in the entire world, so I'll take whatever he puts out. Nice. Mm-hmm. What if he did a sequel to Love and Other Disasters? Uh, <laughs> I'd be pretty mad, but I would probably see it. What if he directed Halloween 2? <laughs> ah, yeah. Mm. I, I don't know. That's right. I feel like he still like has enough humor to where I'm not going and like it wouldn't be too bad for me, but I feel like I would find out pretty quickly that that was a lie. Oh, 
I'm looking forward to in a couple of weeks when we announce that Taika Waititi is uh, directing Drumline 3. The beat goes on. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'll be there day one. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So then in other video game to live action news, uh, it was announced this week that we are getting a HBO TV show based on a hit video game, The Last of Us. Now, uh, I don't play video games at all. So I assume that there was like this long, like, um, mythology of last of us there's like a trilogy of video games or something like super popular that that you know there's a, a whole field to mine for like some good tv content and supposedly it's only one game is that right so far there's a second one coming out so all of this hype is basically for a tv show based on one video game yep uh, whatever. so yeah supposedly the game is good the writer of the game is actually a part of the show, and he's teaming up with another writer from Chernobyl. Chern- Chernobyl. Another HBO show. Chernobyl? That- Chernobyl. Gerbil. Gerbil Chernobyl. <laughs> uh, another uh, HBO show that uh, supposedly is really good, too. So, uh, yeah, I don't play video games. So I really don't care. But this uh, apparently is big news. Uh, Aubrey, how do you feel about a Last of Us TV show on HBO? I mean, I wasn't really that much into the game. I heard it, it's a good game. It's just not, not my kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like they already made a whole bunch of shows about this concept. So I don't really care about it. I probably will not watch it unless we have to for the podcast, which I'm sure we will. <laughs> so I'll watch one episode, think it's crap, and not want to watch the rest. Sounds fair. Sounds about right. Uh, Joey, <laughs> yeah. how, do, how do you feel about a Last of Us TV show? You know, how I, what I say when Aubrey uh, thinks she's not going to watch something for the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Get my hopes up and everything. <laughs> Come on, man. We got to put out content 52 weeks a year. There's not, they're not all going to be diamonds. You know? <laughs> uh, I'm super excited. The game is fucking awesome. And uh, the storyline is, I mean, it's not, this isn't uh, Citizen Kane, <laughs> but uh, it, it should be fun. should be good. Uh, HBO has been knocking it out of the fucking park lately yep. with uh, content. So fuck it. Yeah. I mean, let's do it. Last of Us is pretty awesome. Um, Mark, you can actually just watch all the cinematics on YouTube <laughs> if you want to get caught up. Oh, nice. So I, I don't have I'll to watch find that video. I don't even have to watch the, the TV show. I can just watch the cinematics. No, because the TV show is going to take place between the two games. So. Oh, oh, all right. But I'll uh, I'll find that video and shoot along to you so you can get yourself caught up. Sweet. Is wait is it going to be like three hours long? I tried to watch like the uncharted um, cinematic scenes. It was like a four hour video. <laughs> well, uncharted has like five games, so <laughs> no, I think it's like forty minutes. Oh, okay, forty five minutes. I could do that. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, the game's awesome. The storyline's pretty cool. It is your typical, you know, zombie ish. It's not, they're not technically zombies, but they kind of are for more or less just, just they're zombies. Yeah. Um, apocalypse type thing where you and you're journeying with a girl and trying to protect her. So, I mean, it, you know, the, obviously there's a lot of tropes involved, but the game's awesome. Uh, the storyline's interesting enough. So maybe they can do something cool with it, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all in at this point. Uh, any kind of genre sci-fi stuff that HBO wants to do right now, because 
aside from Game of Thrones season eight, um, they are literally knocking it out of the park every time. You know, Watchmen's been awesome. Um, Outsiders pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what they can do with it. But yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Yeah. Another zombie show. That's exactly what the world needs right now. (laughs) Can't be worse than Z Nation. All right, so then, and then we got our look, another look, a little bit more footage of one of the biggest movies of the summer, one of the most anticipated movies of the summer, Black Widow. Some more scenes, uh, a little bit more comedy, uh, a little bit more of what the story is going to be about. And uh, I'm not going to lie, the trailer looks fucking amazing. Like, I felt like with the other two, like I've seen enough, I'm like, I'm good. I'm glad I don't need to see any more, but holy shit, this trailer looked badass. I love so much of it. Um, so I'm psyched for it. I mean, I'm already psyched for it, but now I'm even more psyched now that they've kind of laid out a little bit of the story and what Black Widow is going to be up against. Uh, so what do you guys think of this new footage? Uh, let's go back to Joey. I thought it was great. I mean, what a surprise. I'm a total <laughs> MCU stan, but... You know, we talked about the Super Bowl trailer and even the trailer before this. They 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 kind of felt meh mm-hmm. a little bit. I, I don't know if they're holding stuff back or what, but this trailer looks phenomenal. I was fucking pumped. Taskmaster looks awesome using um, <laughs> Black Panthers like claws in it and yep. stuff. Like, ah, oh, just looks so good. And, and I'm really excited. I'm really. I was already really excited about this movie for a lot of reasons, not just because like Scarlett Johansson is like waifu status but um yeah this looks it looks so much better this is probably the best trailer they've released for it and this definitely cements it as my number one like anticipated movie of the summer at this point so Mm -hmm. all right aubrey what about you what'd you think of that footage um it just kind of looks like a female (laughs) 007 movie ah okay all right (laughs) so i could take it or leave it i (laughs) i can't wait to see it um, and actually have an opinion on it that is relevant right now. I just kind of feel like I'm watching trailers that hopefully don't show the entire movie. If yeah. that's the entire movie, I feel like I'm going to be disappointed. I think Marvel's gotten pretty good at uh, hiding the really important stuff. They, they they started off rocky, but I think they've gotten better throughout the years. Yeah, so I mean, I I love um, Hopper, so I did, I I like the cast in it, honestly. Yep. Um, so like, what's her face to um, Rachel Vice? Yes, I love Rachel Vice. Um, so I'm, I'm not opposed to seeing it. I'm, I'm trying to be cautiously pessimistic about it because to me, it just looks like a female 007. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're definitely seeing it. There's no, there's no, there's no way out of that. <laughs> you only get a pass for horror movies. So I mean, I. It is what it is. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I'm being cautiously pessimistic, and I hope that I like it better when I see it than I do watching the trailers. I don't even care how it fits in a timeline. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff lining up continuity. I don't care. I just want a kick-ass action movie, and she's looking pretty good in this one too. So I'm like, yes, I'm, I am all, all in. Yeah, I already bought my ticket for sweaty Scarlett Johansson, so the rest of the movie is just superfluous. <laughs> There's a plot in, in action scenes. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. All right. So, uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. Pretty much all I got for the news. Awesome. So we're going to let Aubrey go away for a little bit while Mark, while Mark Ellis and I review Color Out of Space <laughs> after these words, and we'll be back. 
Sex is natural and sex is healthy. But what happens when it suddenly all goes wrong? I'm your host, Angela. And I'm your host, Pascal. And, and we, we are, are the, the Sex and Podcast. Podcast. Where we discuss all sorts of sexual accidents, whether it be getting anal beads stuck. Or your sister walking in on you as your other half suddenly comes. Or how about your cat thinking your balls are a plaything? <laughs> So join us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to subscribe. All right, and we are back. Now, we've sent Aubrey away, and myself and Marcellus, we're going to discuss Nicolas Cage is the color out of space. So, Mark, uh, you had a chance to watch the movie, and so did I, and I got to watch it, so that's why I knew to tell Aubrey not to watch it. Right, right. <laughs> And uh, just uh, before we get into it, you know, we're going to go non-spoiler and then we'll obviously play the sound drop delineating spoilers and then we'll spoil the movie. But before we start with the movie, had you ever read the story? Uh, no, I am and sorry to say I've never read any HP Lovecraft stories ever. I only know the name because of the the creature with the tentacles coming out of its mouth. The Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Thank you. Oh, well, maybe that'll change. You, you think maybe now after watching this movie, you might, uh, without giving away how you feel about the movie. <laughs> would I would I read a H.P. Lovecraft book? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll get into it. Uh, what'd you think of Color Out of Space? You know, I wasn't quite sure what to expect from this movie. I remember the trailer being really good, but, and I, you know, I think it was from... Somewhere I saw it advertised as being from the same producers as Mandy, which yeah. was a completely batshit insane movie with Nicolas Cage. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't 100% sure what to expect from this, but I really liked it. It's mm. visually, it is unbelievably beautiful. Like Richard Stanley directed the hell out of this movie. Uh, I I was very, uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. Cool. I, uh, I also liked it a lot. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is just like, I don't think I ever want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough watch. It's a disturbing movie. Um, so it's not like, you know, it's not like, uh, I don't know, like Avengers Endgame or something where I'm like, oh, that was awesome. I'm going to watch it again sometime. Or if it's on FX, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it on in the background. Like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to watch this again. <laughs> It was very disturbing. But as somebody who is a Lovecraft fan, I think they did a really, really good job adapting the story. And they did a really good job with the visuals and kind of bringing it into a modern setting. So, you know, I did. I really, really liked it. But I'm not going to say I loved it because to me, a movie I loved is something I would watch over and over again. And I, I don't foresee myself ever watching this again strictly because it did its job. It was disturbing as fuck. So mm, <laughs> I, now, I don't want to sit down and watch it again. Have you read the original story that it was based on? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> it hit a lot of the uh, plot points of the story. Um, but we'll get into that in spoilers, okay. I guess. It's going to be spoilers for like a hundred year old <laughs> novella. But um, so, yeah, I guess we'll just drop the spoilers. I'll drop and get into it. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, Mark Ellis, my friend. What did you like about the movie? The main thing that I really liked about it is the directing. You know, I didn't, I, like I said, I didn't know what to expect, but you can tell like right from the jump that the person behind the camera knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. And that made me very comfortable. 
that part made me comfortable. Other things made me very uncomfortable, <laughs> but that part did. And I, I, I understand it. I understand what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be kind of a, kind of a slow burn, kind of a, a downward spiral into madness. So I was expecting that. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that there was always a voice of reason, no matter how crazy shit got. At least one character was like, um, this is crazy. Like someone was actually able to point it out. Um, yeah. I, and I, I appreciated that the uh, daughter, like for most of the movie, was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Which you never see in movies where things are going completely insane. You never see someone go, you know what, why don't we just pack up and leave? Just get out of here. But yeah, there were so many weird things on it that I realized halfway through that I can't look at this movie as a, here's characters, here's plot, here's a storyline, here's, you know, we're going to get from A to B. I realized halfway through, I'm like, this movie is not going to be that way. You just have to take it for what it is. Uh, but I really appreciated the narration at the beginning. And I really appreciated the narration at the end of it. Uh, because that it made it feel like a movie, even though it's just a nightmare on film. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of what Lovecraft does. I mean, it, it's existential cosmic horror. It, it's part of the reason why. Sometimes when they announce they're making movies of these things, you almost kind of cringe. What are they going to do to this? Because, you know, you're, that's, the, that's how his stories work. You don't understand what the villain, for lack of a better term, for a meteor, yeah. <laughs> you know, what it wants. You don't understand what it's doing. And you don't understand why it's doing it. And that's supposed to be part of the horror of it is that you can't understand those things. So Yeah. And this movie does a really good job of like – it, it almost felt like I was watching The Invisible Man again. There would be just scenes of just complete stillness of like random things and you're not sure what you're supposed to be focusing on. And then when it does have that tension, like when the mom is cutting carrots, like we've, oh. we've seen this in a thousand horror movies, but you always think, okay, it's so obvious that they're, they're not going to actually do it. And they did it. <laughs> and she turns around and she's like, dinner's ready. And I'm like, holy shit, we're going there. We are going there. So, uh, yeah, I like the um, the different plays on the, the horror tropes. Uh, and I love freaking um, uh, Tommy Chong in the uh, in the cabin out in the woods. He was like, he's probably my favorite character. Oh, wow. OK, cool. Yeah. I mean, I really, really liked the way they took the story and brought it into modern times. Um, I really liked the use of color in the movie. Uh, you know, as things get crazier and crazier, there's just more and more purple everywhere. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. Um, <laughs> I liked it. I, I'm pretty sure most of it was practical effects. Uh, hmm. So at least some of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there was like a lot the alpacas of... and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, we should probably just do like a really quick uh, description of what the movie is about. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. his random stuff is like really confusing. Uh, so basically, a family lives on a uh, nice little farmhouse somewhere in New England. Yeah, out in the middle of nowhere in Massachusetts, basically. Mm -hmm. Where the nearest hospital is like an hour drive away, which really sucks <laughs> when someone chops part of their body off. And then a, a meteor crashes to their lawn, and uh, weird things start to happen from there. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. They um, have alpacas on their farm. <laughs> I, that had to have been a Nicolas Cage thing. Like he had to have added that. I feel like that's something he would have went into like a script meeting and been like, change it. They don't have cows. They have alpacas. 
<laughs> I know he was very descriptive in his uh his scene of the milking of the alpaca. <laughs> God. Yes, so then the alpacas fuse together into a giant like monster puppet thing. Yep. <laughs> and it was really gross. <laughs> but I did enjoy that and um yeah, man, it was it was just crazy shit kept happening. Crazy, crazy shit. Yeah, this meteor it played around with their. I think and Tommy Chung's character had like the best uh, description of it. It plays around with time. It plays around with your personality. Uh, what's out is in. What's in is out. Uh, everything is kind of like topsy turvy, and you don't really know what to expect. But it's. Uh, it's going to be something unusual. You never, you really don't know what to expect. There's a scene at the end where the sheriff shows up. Uh, the sheriff and the uh, oh, so the the actual the real star of the movie is the the guy who's in town because they're building a new reservoir, and the mayor wanted to buy Nicolas Cage's house um, because that's where they're going to build a dam, or they're going to build a dam and that's where the water is going to go through. I think something like that. So there's just this random character who just happens to be walking around who's there to inspect the water. And as soon as he showed up, I'm like, or as soon as the meteor crashed, I'm like, that's going to fuck up the water because there's all of these weird shots of people slowly pouring glasses of water. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, there you go. It's all going to fuck it up. So when he shows up towards the end, he's like, don't drink the water. I'm like, yep, here we go. No shit. huh? (laughs) What did you think of what happened to the mom and the little kid? Dude, that's where I'm like, okay. This is nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That that does not happen in the story. Um, oh, really? The, the the mom and one of his sons goes crazy, and he locks them in the attic. Okay. Um, but that that's all. That's all that they, they don't fuse into a spider monster. <laughs> oh my god! I, that that was a little much for me. I got to be honest with you. That that was a point of the movie where I was like, I almost want to just shut this off. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> and. Um, so if you listen to the show before, you know, Aubrey does not do well with horror movies. Um, I thought this would be okay because you know, the story, the original novella is, it's not like super gross or anything. It's just, you know, it's, it's Lovecraftian. It's a creeping existential dread, but it's not like a gory gross out movie. So I'm like, well, she might be able to handle that. And I, I just, I'm happened to be home on Friday this week. I had Friday off through machinations that don't matter. And I sat down when I got home from work to watch this and I wanted to make sure I watched it before her because <laughs> if, you know, there was something in the movie, maybe she shouldn't see then I could warn her not to watch it. Mm-hmm. And as you can tell from this review, she's not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a chat on Facebook, with the three of us, you know, where we make plans and scheduling and just shoot the shit. And <laughs> I wish I could show you guys. It's just me posting. I went after row like, Aubrey, how do you feel about alpacas? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how she felt about alpacas. So maybe it might upset her if something happened to him. And then it's just like, it keeps getting worse. I'm like, don't watch this. Please don't watch this for the love of God. Don't watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When the mom and the kid fused together into some crazy spider monster, that was, that was tough. It was, that was, uh, that was tough. Cause she's like all deformed and like, you know, just like disgusting looking. And her nine year old kid is coming out of her back. And they're and both he, like whimpering and yeah, like crying. He's deformed and he's like crying and he's getting young. His voice is sounding younger and younger to it sounds like a little baby with little arms is coming out of this lady's back. It's <laughs> fucked up. 
it's really awful. It is that is a very uncomfortable sequence. And it, was, the, the beauty of it is, is like okay, clearly this is the mom and a kid. Some like what? What are they going to do? Are they going to drive him to the hospital that's an hour away? Or like what? How is this going to end? And it just gets worse and worse. It does. <laughs> and worse. It does. Oh man, yeah. And and it when she finally turned into a monster and attacked the daughter, it was just like horrifying. <laughs> it was awful. And that's part of the reason I don't really ever want to watch this again. <laughs> that was just it was a really tough watch. That whole sequence. So. Um, yeah, that was not fun. It wasn't like funny or fun. It was just like disturbing. Yeah, so, it was like, gross. I, that's why I was like, Aubrey, please don't watch this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to be responsible for that. So, um, yeah. But what about things you didn't like about the movie, Marcos? You know, it's hard to say what I didn't like because the movie is designed to be a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's not supposed to be like a traditional Hollywood movie. So you can't. At least I can't complain about the pacing of it because it's supposed to be that way. Like you can tell it's designed to slowly draw you in. Right. And it's supposed to be like their descent into madness and things escalating worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the only thing I didn't really like is that, you know, the cop, the two cops or one cop would show up and you would think at some point he'd be like call for backup or I don't know. He tried to. The radio didn't work. Oh, that's that's right. He on the porch he did. Yeah, the um, meteor was screwing with te- cell phones and electronics and stuff. So when this monster is like attacking the daughter, the mother-son monster is attacking the daughter, and you think the cop is going to do something about it, and he doesn't. It's actually the, it's actually Nicolas Cage. The dad does something about it. So you think at that point he'd be like, okay, thank you very much for your service. Let me take this gun away from you, sir. <laughs> and he doesn't. He lets him keep the gun. So that means that Nicolas Cage is going to shoot the water guy for some unbeknownst reason. Would you think that the cop would have taken a gun away from him? I don't know. Maybe he thought it was another person to help out with a firearm. In case another mother-son, eight-legged spider creature comes after him? <laughs> what the fuck? You don't know what the fuck's going on at that point. Yeah, yeah I guess. I guess. That's okay, because a tree ate him like five minutes later. <laughs> Which I thought was really cool. It just kind of snatched him up like out of nowhere. I thought that was like a spider or something, but it was just a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all bets are off when it comes to that part. But um, yeah, there wasn't really a lot that I didn't like. I mean, it 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 did kind of drag a little bit, but not in a bad way. Like in a way of like, what is happening? Is someone gonna turn to the camera and be like, okay, this is what this is what's happening. This is this this no. is no, yeah, that never happens. <laughs> and that's exactly how it's supposed to be. That's the thing. So, yeah, so you're I, not supposed I, to understand. I waited the whole movie for someone to be like, okay, this A plus B equals C. And the closest we get is that narration at the end, which I actually really liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, the the downsides were, you know, just the stuff. I don't like I've said a million times on the podcast. I don't like stuff with little kids yep. getting killed. So that was a really tough watch. But it is what it is. I mean, I knew the story going in. You know, I knew his crops were going to turn bad. I knew, you know, something bad was going to happen to the mom and the son. I knew <laughs> I knew that everything was going to explode into white ash at the end. Like, <laughs> That was really cool because the whole movie, it's like purple and pink. And then the one scene, I'm like, holy shit, did this, did the aliens just turn the world to black and white? Like, are we in Pleasantville now? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, but yeah, I mean, other than it it just being just a little too disturbing for me personally, uh, I didn't really have a huge problem with the movie in any way because 
it's it's what it's supposed to be. They were yep. you're never gonna get the like meteor flying out of the well, twirling its mustache and explaining <laughs> to you what's happening. Um, and you were never gonna get some kind of hero's journey for Nicolas Cage to defeat it or fight it. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, you were never gonna get that. So like, um, and I knew that from reading the stories. So like, it was just you know you kind of have to take it for what it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, I I mean you're you're walking in blind kind of. So, you know, you have the same reaction. I mean, just for me as a, as a movie goer though, it, you know, it would have been nice <laughs> to have any kind of hope <laughs> or like, <laughs> that's a sliver that's what, of what it is. You know? A small sliver of hope would have been nice. Yeah. Nope. Everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was one part where I almost turned it off and it was when the daughter is doing a satanic ritual towards oh. the end and she pulls out the rusty uh, fucking blade and starts cutting herself. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This has nothing to do with the alien rock. This is just I disgusting. thought that that might actually work and protect her for something, but it, it didn't. Oh, that would have been cool. Because <laughs> then we could have at least got some sort of like hope. Yeah. I mean, the movie, but. Even, if, even if you have to turn to like the devil to like save you from the alien purple monster. At least it it's something. <laughs> and then uh, Tommy Chong like melted. <laughs> But he, he recorded everything on Memorex, so uh, we right. we get to understand what's happening more, That's right. more or less. And that was, that was the closest we got to someone explaining what's going on in the movie. So. Yep. But yeah, I mean, uh, there's not much to dislike about it, especially for what it is. But like things that I didn't like about it are things that are supposed to be there. It's not like there's a bad performance or bad direction or bad special effects. It just that's the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I knew going in what the movie was, so. And it did a really good job integrating the special effects too. Like a lot of that stuff, a lot of the the uh, flowers that were growing all of a sudden, and the there's a part where you get a glimpse of I want to say the the aliens' homeworld. Yeah, uh, that's all like tentacles and worms and shit. Um, all of that stuff was all like CG, and it didn't look cheap at all. Like you would think this this movie would be like a super low budget movie. If it is, they did a really good job. Uh, with the special effects, I thought everything looked looked pretty seamless. Yeah, they and even when they did have uh, practical effects like the alpaca mm-hmm. monster, like it, it didn't look bad, it looked good. No, and I knew how to. I I totally figured out how they did that too. It's all puppets. It's all like miniature yeah. puppets. Yeah, I, I thought I, when I looked at looked at it first, I'm like, holy shit, did they really build like full size skinless alpacas <laughs> <laughs> that are morphed into a blob and snarling at you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was kind of an homage to the thing. So <laughs> very nice. But yeah, Richard Stanley, um, I know he, you know, got fired off of the Island of Dr. Moreau and no one's really heard from him since, but man, he kicked ass in his movie. He has a, I completely forgot he did. There's a movie called hardware that he did. Oh yeah. I've seen that. That's good. I, at least I remember it being good like 30 years ago yeah, when I watched it. Exactly. I've only seen it like once or twice on video cassette when I worked at Blockbuster. No, before Blockbuster, the video store before there was a Blockbuster. That's how long ago it was. But I remember that movie being good, but he is, he has a really good eye. Like he, he's a really good director. I really want to see him do some more stuff. I know he was talking about doing more uh, Lovecraft stuff because there's a couple more books, I guess that. Oh yeah. There's plenty be, of stories. There might do. be options. So, yeah, I, hope he I don't know if they're going to have the budget to do like in the mountains of madness, but there's other like smaller stories they could definitely do. So is mountain of madness. Is that a, like a big one, like a big budget one? Yeah, you would need a pretty big budget for that. 
That was the one uh, Del- Guillermo del Toro was going to do with Tom Cruise. But oh, jeez. There's no way. That would have been awful. Like <laughs> As much as I love del Toro, like Tom Cruise is not going to make a movie where he's not the hero or doesn't get a hero moment or something. So that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, not much to dislike here other than, you know, a little, it was a little disturbing for me. <laughs> but it's going to stick with me for a while. <laughs> the sound design was crazy, too, um, when he's just sitting down staring at the TV with like weird lights on it. Yeah. Yeah, all of those weird, like high pitch frequencies that are like coming out of nowhere, and I'm and I'm listening, going, it, is that part of the score, or do the characters hear that? And you can't really tell. Yeah, sometimes yeah. they're reacting to it, and sometimes it's, it's just maybe it's just me. <laughs> well, let's get a score out of uh, out of five, zero to five, with zero being the worst and five being the best. Marcellus, what'd you think of the color out of space? Uh, I was very surprised at how well it was done. I'm giving it a four out of five. Wow. All right. Well, I am going to go with a three out of five. And honestly, you, this, you could blow on that and it would turn to a four. I, I, this is a really, really, really good movie. But just like I said, it, it was just a little bit too disturbing for me. <laughs> if you're a little more twisted than me, um, you would probably like it a lot more. <laughs> yep. There's the, the things that are the issues I have the movie have are not like bad things. They aren't things that make the movie bad. It's just things that are going to be there in a Lovecraft movie and it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but they did a great job in adapting the story, especially moving forward into uh, modern times. And I'd love to see more stuff from these guys. It would be great. And I think they did a great job. It looks awesome. It, it was good other than the parts that made me want to shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're if you're wondering if you get to see the full Nick Cage, if you want to see Nick Cage go full Nick Cage, he does have a couple of scenes where he does that. I was very happy for that. Let's just let just let Nick go. Just let him go. Let him do his thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely things I don't know we're getting back into the movie again, but there were definitely things <laughs> like you could tell was like that came from him. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, whether it was the alpacas or talking about milking the alpacas or just some of the weird like mannerisms and things that he has, even before the stuff hits the fan. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I would definitely say I enjoyed it. But, you know, I got to put an asterisk there because, you know, if you're like kind of in that Aubrey area where you're like, oh, I don't really do horror much. I don't really like gross out stuff or I don't like things that are too disturbing. This may not be the movie for you. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Sweet. So that's it. That's Colorado Space starring Nicolas Cage. Let's drag Aubrey back in here and wrap it up. All right. And that was our review of Colorado Space starring Nicolas Cage. Check it out if you are so inclined based on our review. But let's wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations from the team. Aubrey, what do you got for the listeners out there? Recommend everybody don't check out the color of space. <gasps> Gasp. Because <laughs> I hear lots of animals die. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, um, not lots of different animals, just, you know, a few of the same. <laughs> Actually, you know, I do have a recommendation. Uh, I recommend everybody go see the movie Onward. Um, it's it a new, I think Pixar released it. it. It's a new animated movie. I just saw it with Noah. Uh, last week, it's about uh, mythical creatures, um, in particular two elf boys. Um, they do like a, like magic was a big thing, and then people learned how to 
to get around it and do easier things like drive cars and 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 not use magic and their dad leaves them a magic staff with the um, a spell on how to bring him back for a day because he had passed away before the youngest boy was born. So they they do, but they only bring half of him back. And it has uh, Tom Holland is the young boy. I can't remember who's the oldest boy, but it, it's actually a really good movie. Um, it was really well done. It doesn't have this overall like everything kind of gets better thing vibe to it. It it has a very sweet message in the end that I don't want to ruin. If anybody does go see it, it is a little sad, but it's a really good movie. Nice. What did Noah think of it? He thought it was great. Josh, of course, was crying. So <laughs> <laughs> Noah thought it was fantastic, though. Awesome. Yeah, that's on my list to uh, definitely check out this week. Yeah, and it was really good. Um, it, it has a very good message to it. So Nice. All right, Mark Ellis, what about you? What do you got for the listeners this week? Uh, other than some freshly squeezed alpaca milk. Uh, <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have some very specific recommendations, actually. Um, alpacas. <laughs> lots of them. <laughs> I knew those fucking alpacas were fucked as soon as I saw them in the movie. I just want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is for everyone that has uh, Amazon Prime or Amazon Video. Uh, so for Joey, I recommend you check out Cabin in the Woods because it's on there. <laughs> uh, yes. Finally, do it, please. Make it a Maybe. just Joey special. I say I need something to talk about next month. So. Yes, Joey finally watches Cabin in the Woods. So, and for Aubrey, I recommend you check out Lady Bird, also on Amazon. I, Prime. I watched it. Oh shit! All right, I, I did. It. When you recommended me, when you recommended it to me, I actually I went out, I bought it for you, Mark. Did I you, watched it. All right, and did you like it? I never asked you. I did. It was good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So Aubrey is off the board. All right. And everybody else, I recommend you check out a documentary called Lost Souls. It's about the director. I've seen that. This is for everyone else then. Okay. I got my own own assignment. Did you you like it, Joey? Yeah. It was interesting. Nice. So it's from the director of uh, Colorado Space, Richard Stanley, and all about his trials and tribulations to direct the island of Dr. Monroe. Monroe. Uh, based on a classic H.G. Wells book, uh, New Line Cinema had this genius idea to get Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer and a f- first time or not first time director, but a director who uh, gets his first big budget to uh, do a movie. And it just gets out of fucking control. It is an excellent documentary, a really good insight on the world of Hollywood filmmaking. Um, so it's called Lost Souls and it's on Amazon. Uh, and that's my recommendation. All right. Well, I am going to suggest that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or just about anywhere under the sun that you find your favorite podcast. We'll be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search SoWizardPodcast. There's hours of content there exclusive and free on YouTube, including trailer reactions, Star Wars talk, and coming up in a few weeks, a ton of stuff from Ace Comic Con Boston. You can support us monetarily on Patreon and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast. 
starting at $1 a month, you can get episodes of the podcast no one else gets except you, the special people who give us money. <laughs> and uh, this month is going to be our retro review of Little Shop of Horrors. And I will also be talking about Castlevania and The Outsider and HBO. And I will suggest this is going to be a weird one, but <laughs> if you have a Facebook and uh, you should, <laughs> there is a group. Everybody has one. It's like, you know, having a car or something or a TV. Um, there's a group called the Classic Avengers Comic Facebook group. So just search that and, and join it. It's a private group. Um, there's nothing inappropriate in it, but they they post full comic book issues. Just one JPEG for each page and it's all in a album of photos and you can just go through and read all these old comics and they're going through all the different Avengers like Iron Man, Captain America, um, the actual Avengers book, West Coast Avengers, and they post one or two issues a day. And it's just cool. Like they're in the year 1987 right now, which was kind of the height of me as a kid buying comics. And, you know, it's just nostalgia bomb, you know, randomly be scrolling through your Facebook feed and see like, I'm just looking right now. They just posted uh, Avengers 282, and uh, where they fighting, where they're fighting the uh, Greek gods. So you know, it took about five minutes and scrolled through it and read it and, and loved it. So you know, they're doing a lot of cool stuff, and they just added Spider-Man books to the group. So there's a lot of Web and Peter Parker spectacular Spider-Man showing up on there, and it's just cool. If you like comics and you have some nostalgia for the era of Marvel, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. It's the uh, classic Avengers comic Facebook group on Facebook. So check it out. But that is going to do it for episode number 292 of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Apparently I need some alpaca milk. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, you don't know. No, you don't. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, yeah, just a quick RIP to Max von Sydow, Ming the Merciless, or as I know him, Lore Santika from uh, Star Wars Episode Seven. Rest in peace, my man. Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week when it's going to be all about family as we talk about Vin Diesel as Bloodshot. <laughs> Good journey. <laughs> <laughs>